0: G'day, Sam Marwood here and welcome to another episode of Ori Co-op's interview series on how we create a social movement of organic farming across Australia. We get to interview Carolyn Suggett, the founder of Oro Co-op, she is the whole reason why we are here. Uh, It is rare to get an interview with Carolyn. She likes working behind the scenes, uh, but I've been trying to get her more and more in front of cameras and just out there talking, great. She's got so much knowledge. She's so passionate. Uh, she's a great inspirer. So I hope you enjoy. She unpacks why she started Ori Co-op, how things are going and what her hopes are for the future. Uh, remember to reach out uh, if you love what we're doing. We want to hear from you. We want to grow this movement uh, and get lots of land uh, utilized for organic and regenerative farming. All right. Well, hey guys, welcome to another episode of How to Make an organic farming movement from scratch brought to you by the amazing people at the Organic and Regenerative Investment Co op, uh, also known as ORI Co op. And today, right now, uh, I am talking with the founder of ORI Co op, the amazing Carolyn Suggard. Carolyn, welcome.
1: Thank you, Sam.
0: Now, I know this is your favorite thing to get in front of a camera uh, and talk about yourself, uh, but that is the topic of today's uh, uh, episode. We want to learn about why you started Ori Co-op, Carolyn, and, and the lessons uh, you have had, and also how things may have changed from the original vision you had of, of starting uh, Oric Co-op and, and where things are at now. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. I know there's lots of people who love Oricot, who are keen to hear from you, so thank you for your time. Thank you uh, for standing out in one of your paddocks. You're at home at the moment.
1: I am, Sam. I am. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess Oricot started from my own dream of wanting to enable more people to be able to farm more land without the the need or the uh, risk, the high risk of, of debt on farms. And I guess having come from a farming background and having seen the journey, my own journey and a lot of other of my peers, both taking on family farms and not taking on family farms, is to try and work out a way that the Australian people and, you know, consumers of organic products can actually engage with not just the food that they eat, but the actual land where that food comes from. So it's a very big picture um, concept that started a long time ago, and I feel like our co-ops just the smallest taste of uh, what can be a whole movement of people that are much more connected with their own food, from where they invest, to where they eat, to where they you see know, seafood
0: produced. Mm. So has organic food been a passion of yours, Carolyn, for, for ages? And also, uh, you've got a bit of a history in, in farm acquisitions as well, so it's do you have this passion for for farming, and then also organic farming, and buying and purchasing farmland? Is this all just a mash of all your passions and, and knowledge over the last few years?
1: I think it is a mash, and I think uh, I think that um, uh, you know. Entities become amazing movements through those mashed um, principles and, and purposes. So I see Oricaop as a mash of a lot of people's different principles, not just my own. I think I obviously started the um, the, the worm in a way, and it's just um, building and and, uh, and I hope that it just continues to do that with our member involvement and with people becoming part of our journey and also us learning from their journey. Um, So, yeah, I come from a dairy farm down in Gippsland, a a very conventional dairy farm. My parents aren't organic farmers, but um, I went overseas and worked on a farm after Year 12 and um, really saw just how industrial the world of food production was and realised that I didn't really want to be part of it in that form. So I did a lot of other things in, you know, 15 years over that time professionally and came back to the thing of I really wanted my children um, to be able to experience what it is to grow their own food. And so that's why we went out and bought, um, you know, the farm that we could afford within our means without any family support despite our, our, my parents having their own farm in, in Gippsland. Um, and through that journey, it was really that uh, started to demonstrate that you know people really want to be engaged not just with our with the food that we produce, but actually with the the land that we farm as well. And I think that's where I just think that there's a match between uh, the food that we eat and the land and, and the you know the camping experiences and what we want to teach our children. That is all meshed together in there.
0: Uh, and that's brilliant, and it really does um, come through with Orica. Carolyn, how how you've gone about setting this up. I think you could have just said, "All right, we'll buy farms. Um, That's it." But I think at least half of what Orikop really is about is um, bringing people along for the journey and being uh, influenced by everyone who cares about organic farming. And uh, uh, that was obviously a deliberate um, intent for for you with Orikop. I don't think you would have set it up if that wasn't a, a key part of it.
1: yeah, absolutely. I used to work. You mentioned the land acquisition, so I used to work with, uh, you know, corporate agriculture and um, in institutional uh, funds being able to invest into, you know, dairy and uh, you know other large-scale uh, agricultural operations. And I think it was through that that I realised that that's not what I wanted to create because it creates a corporate farming that's a distance from the people that manage it. It's distance from the people that invest in it. And um, fundamentally, it's really about extraction of the land and and about return for investors, not about, you know, a a balanced ecosystem. So I guess it took me another five years to really find and understand, you know, why cooperatives are the way they are and why that could be, uh, you know, one of the structures that we considered. It wasn't the only one, but it's the one that I feel like meets the needs of, um, you know, the social principles as well as the financial side of it, as well as actually looking after the land and the people that farm it as well at the same time.
0: Uh, it's, it's great. It is, yep. I, I appreciate you bringing me along that journey, Caroline. Now, I want to get into some <laughs> uh, nitty-gritty. Uh, can you, after getting op off the ground, what are three, even at least one, let's go with at least one, uh, yes. the best things about setting up op. I'd love for you to get to three, but just a reflection over the years of... Um, yeah, what are the best, what's the best thing? What are the best things?
1: Yeah, I think what you mentioned right at the beginning, Sam, I think bringing other people along for the journey. I think that um, I've met and I've come across and I've engaged with and collaborate with and now partner with uh, so many people beyond you'd ever do if you just had your own business. Um, you know, we've run our own business for 10 years and, you know, we've been in, our, in amongst our community and we've done all that. But um, I love the fact that Ori Co-op is a national cooperative that is seeking to really become a movement of social change um, in the food that we eat, how we educate our kids, how we help farmers to, to farm, um, and then ultimately the food that we produce as well. And um, I think that part of it um, is what makes me get out of bed every morning. That part of it makes me just go, I, I just want to see this um, be able to be possible.
0: That is great. And getting out of bed is a hard thing to do if you haven't got that passion and you're floating spades, <laughs> Carolyn. All right, now let's go the opposite. What has been maybe one of the hardest things? What are the, What is that one thing that you didn't want to get out of bed because of uh, with Ori Co-op?
1: <laughs> um, I think the hardest thing is just the regulatory environment. I think I wish we could pick up Ori Co-op and take it to America where there's really lax corporate corporations, law and financial regulatory systems that actually empower entrepreneurs and, and innovation. I think that um, navigating through the financial regulatory uh, process in Australia has been incredibly draining and also resource draining, but also people um, trying to find the right people that can actually uh, navigate that as well. Um, we've in, we've engaged with some amazing people that have helped us through that journey and are actually helping us on an ongoing basis. But um, I had no idea how complex um, that part of our journey was going to be, even just in terms of um, the crowdfunded equity laws and the corporations law versus cooperative law and the way that all of that um, meshes together or doesn't mesh together. Um, so I really look forward to uh, facilitating that to change, but we certainly didn't um, expect that to be as hard as it has been.
0: So, Carolyn, the vision of co-op is to um, preserve... Great farming lands, so organic and regenerative farming lands uh, for the long term. Has that vision changed with you starting up OroCoop and even the years before OroCoop was even formed um, or, or, or not? And then also, is it, is it just how to get there? Is it, has it unfolded in a different way than that you thought it would be or would?
1: Um, I think it has definitely deepened in its uh, intentions. And you know, first we originally started with the intention that we would just buy farmland, offer a return to investors, and we'd have members as as part of that. And now, you know, the members are a much much larger proportion of it. The um, interest in uh, you know tax deductible recipients or you know, partnerships of aligned investors um, and, you know, real returns that are balanced with ecological returns, all those things have become much stronger influences than we had probably expected at the beginning. And also, um, you know, just trying to reflect the uh, the reasons why it's a cooperative in the first place and the security of that, you know, versus the reservation of cooperatives, um, that unfortunately is quite paramount in Australia Um, You know, I come from an area where Murray Goulburn was, uh, you know, was obviously very strong in the dairy industry and unfortunately the damage that that sort of, um, those outcomes have done to the property sector, you know, versus in the EU and and, uh, the UK where we use a lot of our learnings from and also the US, um, the properties are seen as a really strong model, a really strong business model, a strong investment model of really community engaged um, enterprises and that's really what we're trying to overcome and trying to break down.
0: So, Caroline, you're, you've got the vision and now things are really starting to take shape. What do you want to do over the next couple of years? What are, uh, what are the things that will keep you getting out of bed, the tangible things that you want to deliver?
1: Yes, I think, um, you know, through the support of the Farming Together project, we've done this incredible sort of journey of, um, you know, hills and mountains. I, I like to, you know, um, articulate it as that we thought it was going to be a hill and we got over the hill and then it became a mountain on the other side. And, um, you know, I think uh, originally we thought we were going to invest in farms first. Um, you know, it's become really apparent that there's a real need in Australia for uh, existing dormant land to be able to be utilised to a higher purpose and also that retiring existing organic farmers and existing retiring farmers um, actually have a pathway to step back without having to feel like they need to sell the farm or they need to subdivide the farm. And so we're seeing just a great demand for that and, and that's something that we probably didn't, we very much underestimated at the beginning um, and that's what I'm really excited about is seeing, um, you know, dormant land or land that's not been farmed well and getting that into really good uh, organic farm production with uh, the help of, uh, you know, great farm managers and then actually in, enabling uh, retiring farmers to stay actively engaged with their land um, while being able to step back and actually find a life and, you know, move beyond their farm that's probably consumed the majority of their lives um, to that point.
0: I love that. I love that whole uh, transition pathway that uh, Oracle can set up. Uh, So for people who want to get in all the way to people who want to get out, but um, uh, know that they've got people around them that can farm or keep the farm going in the way that they want it to and uh, they've spent those years building that farm under those organic principles or regenerative principles and to know someone's going to come on and love it just as much as them, I think is so valuable. Another reason why I love Oro Co-op, so mm. well done, Carolyn. Um, so now we're a couple of years past and now you're thinking, what are you going to do by 2030? Where do you uh, where do you want Oro Co-op and what are the what are the things that are going to happen?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's a great question, Sam. I think it's really important to look at that long-term vision You know, we were with, uh, um, you know, a really exciting business uh, last week and, um, you know, he talked to us about, you know, his three-year journey to finding organic product and finding, you know, large volumes and stable, you know, committed for the long-term organic farmers. And so I guess what we really want to do is position our co-op to be able to meet those demands. So when processors want to do an amazing, innovative product, um, they've actually got, uh, you know, a group of farmers through one organisation that can grow carrots or grow herbs or grow whatever it is that they want in their business. And then we've got farmers that actually are growing to a demand rather than growing, uh, you, know, you know, to a wholesale market that they may or may not know is secure.
0: That's certainly I love it. Um. A key thing for farming imagine if you, you knew you could sell all the produce you could grow <laughs> revolutionary I love that I love it well Carolyn one last question I appreciate your time uh, and I love that we're giving people insight behind you because you are you are the key driver behind ORI Co-op and you, you don't like the limelight but we need you out there more this is why I love this um, if uh, people right now are no doubt clicking to become members of ORI Co-op because uh, they can multitask as they're watching or listening to this what do you hope for them as members? What do you want them to be doing? And what do you want them to be feeling uh, uh, as as they sign up to become a member?
1: Yeah. So we, um, we love the fact that we've got members um, from all different walks of life across Australia. So from nearly every state, Um, you know, and we've got, you know, farmers who are members. So we've got a a fantastic community of really good organic and biodynamic farmers um, who are part of our co-op. We've also got uh, people that are actively interested in the investment space. So they're really keen to invest into projects that are coming up that might be a processing facility or it might be a small farm or it might be a large farm eventually. Um, You know, and we've also got, uh, you know, people that are consumers that just love to buy from their own local co-op and they want to just be part of actually what is a movement. Um, So, yeah, I guess becoming part of Oracle Op is becoming part of like an organic and regenerative family in a sense that um, we are trying through technology to actually enable members to be connected despite being geographically isolated or in different states or different communities.
0: I love it. Uh, And that's, I guess, the power of the internet. We could have done this 15 years ago. Um, So it's great timing and uh And what about also as a, as a farmer or um, there's a, we have a new online portal as well Carolyn, where people can um say they're growing produce or they want to buy produce that's open to members as well
1: yeah. Yeah, so we just, um, we've just we obviously been testing lots of different technology and um, with testing technology, some works, some doesn't. You know, some engages, some doesn't. Um, you know, with our partnership with the Open Food Network, you know, we're enabling farmers, you know, small and large-scale farmers to be able to tap into, you know, a collective group of uh, other producers um, and then be able to market their products. Uh, we've got relationships with some of the largest uh, retailers uh, and wholesalers in Australia. And we can actually then tender and enable our farmers to. You know, be price makers rather than price takers, um, and we want to just really uh, empower the, um, you know, take the power back to the front to the farmers, um, so they actually are growing a high-level product um, that then you know uh, enables a fair price for our farmers.
0: Another another novel and amazing concept, Carolyn. I love it. Oricop's got so much to it. <laughs> We'll leave it there, Carolyn. Uh, We hope the internet wasn't too bad for this recording. That's just another example of us being out and about in the regional areas of Australia. But Carolyn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the energy that you put into ORI Co-op and for setting this up. (laughs) We all really do appreciate it. We all want to see it thrive, uh, and we all want to see you get up every morning and keep pushing. Uh, We want to see it to succeed. So thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Sam. And thanks to all of our partners and all of our members and our board members and all the people that have connected with Oricop anywhere in the last 12 months. And I did want to just acknowledge um, around the parrot, um, you know, Farming Together's support of our project and how they've uh, really championed, you know, a number of really innovative projects. And we look forward to, um, you know, really working with them over the next, you know, ongoing beyond our project uh, to share some of the, I guess, breakthroughs that we hope that we will achieve.
0: Absolutely, they've been amazing supporters. And if you guys want to support, jump onto Facebook, jump onto the website. Uh, I think there's Carolyn's emails on there. Get on and, and get in contact with Carolyn. Um, but uh, thank you everyone for for watching, and uh, we'll provide more updates soon. Cheers. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for your attention. We hope you really enjoyed that interview. We are the Organic and Regenerative Investment Cooperative. We would love for you to sign up, become a member, uh, follow us on all the social media accounts, connect with other like minded people who uh, want to see organic farming thrive across Australia. Uh, please watch the other videos in our series as well and, and share amongst your friends and family. Uh, but please do get in contact, uh, we'd love to chat.